Then came to him the disciples of John, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but thy disciples fast not? Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bride chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, and they, then they shall fast. No man putteth a new piece, a piece of new cloth unto an old garment, but that which is put in to fill it up taketh from the garment, and the rent is made worse. Neither do men put new wine in old bottles, else the bottles break, and the new wine runneth out, and the bottles perish. But they put new wine into new bottles, and both are preserved. Amen. I wanted to preach to you today from this title. Uh, breaking the barrier, breaking the barrier. Two hundred few people and greet them as you're seated today. Amen. Every few years, whether by choice or you're uh, bribed or there's an offer you can't refuse, uh, people nowadays, they are uh, upgrading their smart devices and their telephones, their cell phones. And uh, each, each, each time we do that, it seems like they get more expensive, and they do. Uh, and so <clears throat> back in the uh, uh, earlier days when they weren't so much money, uh, you didn't really uh, uh, protect them so much, maybe, maybe not. But uh, nowadays, uh, when I upgrade my phone, whenever it happens, uh, the first thing, the first purchase that I buy is a, a screen protector. How many of you here with me? Uh, a screen protector. It's amazing what a, what a little $3 piece can do. Uh, because all it takes is for one drop on the concrete, and that nice brand new phone you had is no longer nice anymore, and the screen cracks. And <clears throat> uh, I've had that happen before, uh, knowing that I should buy one, and I just hadn't bought a screen protector, and, and sure enough, you know, I should have bought one. Three dollars could have saved me a heartache, <clears throat> but... It's amazing these screen protectors that they, you know, they call them all kinds of different names out there, Gorilla Glass or whatever, how they brag about how tough these things are. Uh, and it's amazing that they are just millimeters thin, but yet they are so strong and they provide so much protection. Uh, and, and yet it's only uh, 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 the barrier between your, your phone and the concrete is, is so small but yet it's so hard to get through that. They even have those things now for like windows. You want to hurricane proof your window, just go put some film on it and you can throw two by fours at your windows and nothing happens. So they say. Uh, I won't ever try that if I ever get to that point and get in those. But it sounds cool and it sounds like, man, I got to have that. Something so thin can provide so much protection because it can provide, uh, be that hard to break through that tiny little barrier. Because when you have something valuable, uh, you want to protect it, right? 
if you have a, a expensive phone, you want to protect it to keep uh, to keep it working and functioning. Uh, and so now, not only does uh, your device or whatever it is 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 valuable, is expensive and costly. Now you have to spend a little bit more money for the container to protect this 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 item. Uh, you just don't buy the cheapest container or cheapest protector uh, to protect something that is valuable because uh, what's on the inside is only good as as what is being held it held in and protected by. Uh, and so if you if you happen to have you know a couple bars of gold. You're just not going to put them in a milk crate with a blanket on top of them, right? Uh, you'd probably want something to put them in and to keep them protected, and you're not going to go out and buy a, a $29.99, uh, a $30 safe to protect your, your $40 million of gold. Uh, you'll, you'll probably want to, to ex, uh, spend some money on, on getting a nice safe or whatever it is. And uh, by the way, if you need help with any of that, any, of, any one of us will help you transporting it or moving it or protecting it. All you got to do is ask. We're a family, right? We look out for one another. Uh, so if you have a gold bar problem, we can help. And so the container really becomes important at this point. You never really thought about it until you get something valuable and say, well, this, is a, this isn't going to do. I, I can't just keep things in here or, or, or just keep it uh, in my uh, bedside drawer, but now i got to think about what am I going to put this thing into because the container really makes all the difference now as to whether or not your valuables are going to be protected or not. If you don't have a, a, a phone protector uh, and you drop it, it's, 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 it's gone. But if you do have a protector and a decent one, then it preserves that what's inside. Aren't you glad that eggs, they come in a special package? It's amazing what this uh, three-cent piece of plastic container, but how they designed it and, and, and built it and engineered it, uh, it's, it's the best thing you can have for your eggs, right, if you're transporting them or carrying them. Um, you just don't put them in a plastic bag and carry them around like that. Why? Because the container now all of a sudden has some value and has some worth to it. Um, and so if uh, you have something that you want to keep and preserve, you got to put uh, in it in a good uh, container. Uh, otherwise, it, it gets broken, and once the container is broken or the protection or the barrier is pierced or, or cracked, then... What is on the inside becomes valuable, and it comes pouring out. And it, it doesn't matter if it's broken accidentally or on purpose, uh, purposely. Uh, the, the vessel, whatever it is, it, it cracks or breaks or rips open, and then the insides come out. Uh, those force flex trash bags are very nice, because, uh, but they can only flex so much. Um, they're definitely made for the men in mind so that, uh, I mean, I guess if we took the trash out every day, you wouldn't have to worry about the force flex things, right? But uh, uh, thankfully, they're there, and you can, you can lift that 50-pound trash uh, out of there and finally carry it out and, it, and not break it on you because 
And now all of a sudden that one cent bag is, is very valuable. Once you're walking it out to outside and just rips open everywhere, you would wish you had paid two cents for it, right, to clean up that mess. But uh, we are all uh, uh, that close, really. What is in between you and I uh, from breaking through the next barrier? We can, we can be on the next level for God and, and being so close, but yet that barrier between us and wherever we need to go can be so thin but yet so strong. And, and we can almost feel like we can reach out and, and grab what God is wanting us and, and, and drawing us to. But, but sometimes there's a barrier there, and it, it, it can be so thin, but yet it can be so strong. But in order to break through that, it's gotta, that barrier's got to be broken. Um, and, and then once that happens, then we can see and experience uh, what is on the other side. But until that thing is broken... Man, we're so close, but yet so far away. I feel like that's kind of how I feel like revival. I feel like revival is so close, but sometimes it seems like there's just a little thin glass right between me and where we need to go or where you and God is drawing you. But I'm here to tell you that God can break any barrier. Uh, God can break any yoke. If we continue to seek the face of God and the anointing that's going to break every yoke, no matter what's in our way, no matter how thin or how big or how small, with God we can go through any barrier we can tear down any wall. Any giant can come down in the name of Jesus because we have God on our side. Amen. And we want to break through uh, whatever barrier is there. There's a story in the Bible of a woman who had a container of something valuable uh, that was broken. And then the contents spilled out. We see this in Mark 14, being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper. He sat at meat, and there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious. And she broke the box and poured it upon his head. And so here comes this woman with this precious ointment that she has kept in an alabaster box. And scholars say that is probably one year's wage uh, of worth of oil inside that box. One year's wage. And can you imagine working for an entire year and then taking all of your wages and then giving them away? None of us would probably even imagine dream doing such a thing, but this woman did that. One year's wage she gave away. That is how precious and how valuable this ointment was. Uh, this was something that she uh, that could have been bought or made or, or or could not have or could have been a family heirloom, but uh, it had been maybe passed down from generation to generation, uh, which added even more value to it, sentimental value. This is my mother's or my father's, and so it's even more valuable than what's inside of it. But something that valuable. She was not just going to put in some kind of cardboard box or, or just some kind of uh, makeshift container, take a palm from and, and weave it together and, hey, I've got my year's wage uh, inside of this leaf. Uh, no, well, with something like that valuable, you make sure the container is extremely valued too so to keep that all inside because once that container breaks, that oil comes out and it's spilt out, and then uh, the, the money is gone. The value is gone. It's all over the floor. But as valuable as this was, 
she saw something that was even more valuable than what she could ever possess. Uh, a lot of times we may have a, a nice nest egg that we'll hold on to or a retirement plan or pension. And, and that really, that really is, is almost everything to us. It's so valuable. We've worked so hard for it. But, but here this lady had this and she sees something that's worth even more that than that. She, there is something that is more valuable than her year's wage. And what that is was her creator, was her savior, her redeemer. She came into the presence of Almighty God. And said, hey, as valuable as this, hey, I'm not going to hold on to this. I'm not going to allow this to keep me from getting close to Jesus. No, if he wants, hey, I'll break this open and pour it all over him because he is worth more than this box. He is worth more than this ointment, than this alabaster box. And so she did that. She broke the container and she poured it all over his head. Um, and so uh, that's how valuable Jesus was to her. And so how valuable is Jesus to us? Would we be willing to do the same thing? Would we be willing to uh, save up a year's worth of, inter of wages and just give it away, uh, give it to Jesus or, or, or give it to his kingdom or, or whatever the case may be, uh, that uh, Jesus wasn't lying when he said where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. Uh, because so many people would hold on to that alabaster box and say, I'm not giving this away. I'm not allowing this to crack or break. I'm going to hold on to this. But no, this woman saw something greater. And what happens is she said, hey, I got to get close to Jesus. He's done so much for me that this value, this doesn't even, this is worthless now in my eyes because he saved me. He brought me up out of that miry clay. He turned me around and he he poured his, his blood and his love up, upon my life. And now I'm a different person uh, because of what he did. And so all of my life is now dedicated and I'm giving it back to Jesus because it's so he's so worth more than whatever I have. You see, the box is valuable, but there is something that is even more valuable inside that she needed to get out. I've got this ointment out here, and, and uh, i got to get it out and anoint my Lord and Savior. And uh, I'm not going to allow this moment to, to pass me by because I, I see an opportunity to break through, and I'm not going to let anything hinder me. No, not this, not this precious box that I've spent hundreds of dollars on to keep this thing protected. I'm not going to allow people to, to, to hinder me. I'm not going to allow my own problems to hinder me, to keep me from Jesus. No. Whatever it is, I've got to break through it, no matter how big or how small, no matter how thin that barrier is, I've got to break through that to get to Jesus, to get to what I need. And so Jesus is here today, and the question is, is will we take advantage of the opportunity that this woman did? If you need something in your life, you're going to have to have a, a, to break through something to get to it. You're, you're, you're going to have to break through your alabaster box or, or that sheet of glass or that, that millimeter thin uh, uh, plastic thing that's protecting uh, whatever it is on the other side. Uh, and so don't let that box keep you from a blessing today. You need to break that box open and, and break through that barrier. Uh, don't let your flesh keep you from releasing your praise and glory to God. Don't let your pride hold you back from what Jesus can do for you. 
Don't let the opinion of others have an impact on what God's trying to do in your life. That can be such a barrier. It's so thin you can't even tell it's there, but it can keep people in their seats. It can keep people from raising their hands. What do people think of me? Well, I, I, I don't care. Jesus has saved me. He's done so much for me. I'm going to give him praise. I'm not going to let a rock take my place because he has lifted me up, and I'm going to give him praise. Amen. Jesus has done more for us than anybody else has. But yet, why is it that we get so caught up in what other people's opinions are? When Jesus has done so much for us. Mark 14 and 4, there were some that had indignation within themselves and saying, Why was this waste of the ointment made? For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and have been given to the poor, and they murmured against her. Here she is just doing this. And here these people are on the side. And uh, other, other, other parts in the Bible tell us these are the, the, the very disciples of Jesus. They're talking about this. And isn't it amazing how people will be critical of you when you're trying to do something right? Like, criticize me when I'm trying to do something wrong so that maybe I'll stop, right? But I'm trying to do something right, and here people still, uh, people will criticize you. Uh, here this lady's bringing a sacrifice to the Lord, and they start measuring her sacrifice. And, oh, how big, or what is she giving today, or what is she doing today, and, and start comparing it to others and uh, with other people. And uh, I can't believe they're doing that. And, and who do they think they are, Miss, Miss Spiritual or, or, or Mr. Too Good, and uh, what are they doing it with that? And as the Scripture says, that they had indignation within themselves, and they murmured against her. But then Jesus spoke up. And he said, let her alone. Why trouble ye her? She hath wrought a good work on me. For ye have the poor with you always, and whenever, whensoever ye, yeah, we, ye will, ye may do them good. But me ye do not have always. She hath done what she could. She has come aforehand to anoint my body to, be bar- to the burying. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever this gospel shall be preached throughout through all the world, this also that she had done shall be spoken of for her, a memorial for her. And so this woman anointed Jesus for a burial, for his burial. And so he says that, um, and, and, and what, he is, what he did not say was, what have you done? Here this woman is coming and giving her life savings and pouring it out upon me and anointing me for burial. Uh, uh, what have you done, guys? Where is your gift? Uh, what are you going to do? Where is your sacrifice? And you'll stand there on the sidelines and, and watch this woman break through whatever barrier is holding her back. And she pours out all that she has. But the truth is that any one of them could have been the one to anoint him for burial. Imagine that, being the one anointing Jesus for burial. The story will be told of you for everywhere the gospel is preached, as it was for her, because that's what she did. But instead, uh, those guys decided to hold themselves together. No, this is an alabaster box. I'm not breaking this box. You know what's inside? This is, this is a year's worth of wages. I, I, I could sell this and give this to the poor. Why would I break this box? Why would I pour this oil out? I'm not going to break myself because I'm going to keep myself together. 
And so they missed out. And so they missed out on, uh, instead of uh, the, the Bible talking about how great of a deeds they were, no, instead it records their words and their actions, and they don't look like the good, the, the good type there, do they? But how much do you think that that was worth to, be, to have your story being told for thousands of years? What kind of, how much money would you have to pay Google for them to advertise your name for a thousand years? There's no way you could afford that. And they, they won't even be around. But here this woman gave one year's worth of salary to Jesus. And here for thousands of years, all they, the Bible's talking about how great this woman, well, what a great sacrifice it was uh, because uh, she decided to break this box, break this container, and break through the barrier that was keeping her from getting closer to God. How many opportunities are waiting on us? To break our alabaster box and to pour out everything at the feet of Jesus. How many opportunities are, are there? How, how, how close are we to so many things, but yet there's this gorilla glass right in front of us. It's so, we're so close to it, but yet we can't push through. We can't touch the other side. And I'm here to tell you that something needs to be broken in order to get through that. We got to break our alabaster box. We got to break our pride. We got to humble ourselves. We got to submit ourselves to the word of God. And then once we become broken, everything is released and we get to experience what God has for us. What would happen if we laid our pride down? What would happen if we didn't care about what others thought about us? What happened if we would lay broken before the Lord and we just let God have his way? What would happen if we just we let everything be broken before God? We, we probably would see maybe a lot more miracles take place. We probably would see more healings or, or more deliverance or more, the more supernatural things happen. We would, we, if we would just break forth and pour out our souls to God and our problems and our situations, uh, we can see a lot more happening. But what happens is we try to... Hold on to our alabaster box because we know how much it, it took to get there and, and we know how much it, it cost us and, and how much investment and time it was. And, uh, and so sometimes we just hold on to it because I, I can't let this go. In verse 14, then came to him the disciples of John saying, why do we and the Pharisees fast off but your disciples fast not? Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, and then they shall fast. No man putteth a, a piece of new cloth unto an old garment, for that which is put in to fill it up taketh from the garment, and the rent is made worse. Neither do men put new wine into old bottles, else the bottles break, and the wine runneth out, but the bottles perish. But they put new wine into new bottles, and both are preserved. So the disciples of John had an important question to ask. How come we are all fasting like we should be, but your disciples are eating steak dinners every night? Have you ever noticed that, that the day you choose to fast just happens to be the day that you shouldn't have fasted? At least that's what you tell yourself, right? That's the day that somebody just randomly drops uh, catered food off at work, and you're like, of all days, Lord, of all days, Lord, 
And, and there you are fasting oh, and sitting over there in the corner and you're shaking because you, can you can't get rid of the smell. I mean, the smell is like a knife to your heart, right? Uh, and then your belly's crying out. Uh, uh, and so there you are over fasting because it's your fast day. And you know that all of heaven is watching you. Are you going to break your fast? How long is it going to take for you to convince yourself that you deserve a peace? And so that's what the disciples of John are saying. Jesus, we're here fasting and your disciples are going to all the you-can-eat buffet every single day. And they get takeout boxes and they walk by my house every day and I smell it every day. And I'm over here trying to fast. What's the deal? Shouldn't they be fasting like everyone else? And he answers them with an analogy. He says, a new cloth on an old garment uh, because of the stronger material is going to pull apart that older cloth and it's going to rip and it's going to be worse than it was. Neither do you put uh, new wine into old wineskins because the fermentation process is releases that carbon dioxide, and the wineskin is going to expand. And if it's an old wineskin, it's just going to bust. It can't, uh, it's not strong enough. The barrier is not strong enough to keep that in, and so the, it, it breaks. And so uh, that's why they put the new wine into new wineskins because it's that fresh, uh, fresh leather that's going to be able to handle that pressure, that buildup. And so the interpretation of this analogy is, is that Jesus is doing a new thing. He is here to establish a new covenant, and he is transitioning from uh, the Old Testament to the New Testament, from the written law, the law of Moses, and he's here. Now he's going to be writing the law uh, on the hearts of his believers, and it's going to be an inside and inward work. And so the time will come when the disciples, they will fast. But not until he is a finishing, finish establishing the groundwork, uh, because after that they're going to be praying and they're going to be fasting all the time. Uh, but some things have to be laid first, and, and we see this in Mark one twenty seven, as Jesus gets done speaking. He says they were all amazed, insomuch that they questioned among themselves, saying, "What thing is this? What new doctrine is this?" For with uh, authority commandeth he even uh, the unclean spirits, and they uh, do obey him. And so Jesus arrives on the scene, and he starts doing something new, uh, preaching new things, uh, new doctrine, and doing uh, new miracles and signs and wonders. And this is all new because he's getting ready to uh, 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 build his church in the world, and that needs to be laid. And so... Isaiah 43 says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will make even a way in the wilderness and rivers in a desert. And so Jesus is fulfilling prophecy that he's going to do something new, uh, something you've never seen before, and we see it happening there. And we see Jesus telling the Samaritan woman about this in John chapter 4, verse 14. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water uh, that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. 
She, uh, she didn't get it what it was. She was thinking uh, physical, but Jesus was talking about a spiritual thing, uh, a new thing where waters are going to spring up uh, out of the bellies of the believers. Uh, and this is uh, referencing the infilling of the Holy Ghost uh, because uh, once you are filled with the Spirit of God, uh, it's, you cannot contain it any longer. It, the joy just starts flowing up. The, the happiness and the peace, it just starts flowing out of the believer. Why? It's not anything we've done. It's because we got something new inside of us, and God has made us a new creature. And behold, all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And God begins a new work in us, but it took a, it took a breakthrough, a breaking uh, for that to happen. And that breaking was uh, we had to, to, to break down uh, that barrier of repentance, right? We had to submit ourselves and say, God, forgive me for what I have done. We had to break our pride and, and humble ourselves to at an altar and cry out for forgiveness. Uh, repentance sounds so small and it seems just like the, just the first tiny step, but yet that is one of the biggest barriers there is. To repent, uh, that means you're surrendering everything, doesn't it? That, that, that repentance is like that gorilla glass. It's so thin, but yet it's so strong, getting through that. But once you break through that barrier, pretty soon you're going to find yourselves in the, in the baptismal tank, uh, taking on the name of Jesus, being buried in his name, and having all your sins washed away. And then you'll come up out of that grave and be, God will fill you with his spirit. Then, uh, then everything is new. And then there, you've got a whole new life and a whole new experience because you are filled with the spirit of God. And it all happens because that breakthrough happened. You broke through that little barrier of pride that's so so small and thin, but yet it's super strong. 1 Corinthians 6 and 19, What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and you are not your own? So now we become the vessel. We have become now the container. We have, uh, we are holding something inside of us, something precious, something valuable, something that is worth more than all that we have, all the wealth that we can acquire. What I'm talking about is the Holy Ghost inside of us. Aren't you thankful that you are a vessel of the Holy Ghost, that God lives inside of you? Because without that, we would be a mess. We would be, we would be broken. We would be lost. But uh, what we have inside of us is more valuable than anything. Peter calls the Holy Ghost a treasure, 2 Corinthians 4. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. And so we have this heavenly treasure inside of us, inside this earthen vessel, inside this pot of clay uh, that holds the Spirit of God inside of us. Think about that for a second. The, the one who spoke this world into existence is inside of us. Sometimes I, I don't think we even begin to grasp what's going on here, right? 
what God is really doing in us uh, because if we understood it to the, full, to, the, uh, to the full extent that we could, the spirit of almighty God is inside of us. And so that means uh, it doesn't matter who comes against me because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I shouldn't have to worry about what's going on out there, right? I've got his spirit inside of me. He spoke this world into existence. If, if he wanted us to speak another earth and transport me to that other earth, he could do that, right? But yet we can get so caught up in things out there that we lose sight of what exactly is inside of us. But what happens is we need a fresh outpouring of the Spirit of God. What happens is we need to be broken again so that we release the Spirit of God again into our lives and a a new fresh anointing, a fresh outpouring, and then we get back to where we need to be with God because it starts flowing again. John 7, 38, Jesus said, He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. But this he spake of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. And so, yes, we are a container now. Yes, we are now a vessel of the Holy Ghost. But we are not supposed to be a reservoir to hold it all in. We are not supposed to keep it all inside ourselves and, and holding it in. He doesn't describe this as a, as a dam that holds back the water. What does he say? Uh, we are not to prevent the water from flowing, but he said, out of our belly shall flow uh, not just a river, but rivers of living water. Multiple rivers of water flowing out of us. Uh, that's a lot of water, and that means we cannot be closed off. We cannot be a, an alabaster box that is closed up and sitting nice and pretty on the seat and on the shelf because, hey, look what we got inside. No, that's not what Jesus wants. He wants us to be broken. He wants us to break that barrier so that the oil starts flowing out of us and it begins to spill out into our, into our environment and those around us and others get impacted by what is happening. But unless we are willing to break that thin little barrier, but yet that can be so strong and tough, can it? If we go back to Jesus' illustration about new wine and wineskins, a wineskin bottle is made from what? It's made from uh, skin. It has has its the material in the word, wineskin. It's made from animal skin, or so a less gross word would be called, we'll call it leather, so that everyone's okay. We'll call it leather instead of uh, skin. And and so uh, the same type of leather that uh, you may have, leather shoes, leather belt, or a leather purse. Leather's strong. It's tough. Uh, I have to uh, wear a back brace before I pick up my wife's leather bag. You're always, I'm always shocked when she said, grab my bag. Whoa, how are these straps not breaking? How many dumbbells you got in this thing? It's leather, right? And so uh, something lost its skin over that. Something had to be killed and something had to be sacrificed in order to have that. And so... Uh, these leather pouches would hold 
grape juice and wine, and if they were making it, they would use new leather because it's more flexible and pliable. Uh, something that is old and dried out, uh, an old leather thing can just really crack. Uh, and so uh, now I understand why they, they always got to have new purses because uh, the leather starts cr- drying out and cracking when you're carrying 40 pounds around, so you got to get a new purse. I get it now. And so old wineskins would crack and dry but uh, start ripping because of the, the pressure. And so with the infilling of the Holy Ghost, we have become that new creature in Christ with the power source that is inside of us that has the potential to spring up and to overflow, but it is, in, it is contained inside a leather container, our flesh. And that therein lies the problem because uh, it's not like our flesh is really thick. It's our flesh is really thin, isn't it? But yet it's so, uh, so, uh, it's so thin, but yet it's so strong, isn't it? Uh, therein lies the problem. We got flesh and spirit, and they don't ever really get along, do they? The spirit inside of us wants to do something, <clears throat> but yet it's held back by this wineskin that we are, this leather container, this flesh. And the, the spirit will expand, but a, a well-conditioned leather will, will expand with it. Thus, there's no breakthrough and no flowing, just just still containing what's in the side because uh, if you take the time to polish the leather and you condition the leather, it makes it last longer and makes it more flexible and durable and, and it makes it stronger. And, and so uh, the spirit is inside of us groaning and, and wants to break out and wants to be released because uh, it wants to flow like a river, like a, a well springing up inside of us, but uh if, if, our, if, our, if our leather skin is, is nice and conditioned and taken care of, that breakthrough is not going to happen. But if our, if our flesh is dried out and cracked, and, 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 and it, it can break in a matter of moments when the, when the pressure builds up uh, and there a breakthrough happens. Um, but you say, how, how can the all-powerful Spirit of God be trapped by a thin piece of skin? You see, God gave us free will, and he doesn't force us to do anything. And since it's uh, our our body, our flesh, and so we have the power to decide if we want the rivers to flow out of us or to stop them up. We have the power to do that. Uh, And thus the spirit inside of us is groaning and and makes utterings and uh, because it wants to be released in the flow like a river where there's nothing that is restricting it. Uh, but we are the ones that have really kind of have the say as to whether how much gets released and, and how much we contain inside. Um, and so we are, uh, we know that sin has corrupted the entire earth and even the Bible says that all of creation is growing, uh, groaning, uh, wanting to be re- released, want to be released, uh, waiting for its day of redemption. Uh, and so there's a lot of groaning going on in this world uh, from a spiritual sense. 
And if we keep the Holy Ghost locked up inside, the spirit itself is going to groan too because it, it wants to be released and allowed out. Uh, but that is only going to happen if we break through the barrier, uh, break through our flesh, break through that thin little thing. It's so thin, but it's so strong, our pride. Once that is broken and our alabaster box of pride is broken, then who knows what God can do in our life? Who knows what he can do in our situation, how things can turn around? Once we get out of the way, once we humble ourselves and say, God, it's not about me, but it's about you and your will, let your will be done. That means we're just laying there broken and we're not holding on to things and keeping everything in. Musicians, if you would come. So this flesh, this, this leather does not want the spirit to break through. Indeed, the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak, meaning the flesh is strong and to hold that, to fight and to hold back everything. Uh, and so um, I'm sure that uh, the spiritually minded are asking, well, how can we get the rivers flowing? To know that, we have to understand our container. We have to understand our flesh. How do you condition leather to make it last longer and give it the ability to stretch and not break. Uh, you do lotion or moisturizing cream or whatever, whatever they have out there. Uh, and so really here's where the rubber meets the road. Sin has corrupted this world. And thus it releases uh, moisturizing lotion in the atmosphere. So what your flesh loves your flesh loves and it thrives in this world because there's just so much moisturizing cream out there and it just daily it gets reconditioned. And if we don't do anything spiritual, then our flesh gets conditioned and our spirit doesn't grow. And when we do spiritual things, it keeps the flesh from getting that lotion and that condition that it so desires uh, things like uh, praying, uh, praying every day, and, and reading the Word of God, and, and fasting, and and going to church, and uh, what that's going to do, that's going to help dry that dry your leather out, dry that skin out, uh, because we're doing things that are feeding the spirit inside of us. We're building up that pressure inside of us at the same time drying out the skin. Why? Because we want the flesh to dry out and we want the pressure to build up on the inside. That way there's going to come a day, there's going to come a service where all of a sudden there's going to be that breakthrough that happens and we're not going to be able to contain what God has in store, but it takes all of us to get on the same page and say, I got to make sure that my flesh is drying out. And that takes sacrifice on our part because it's not comfortable for us to, to fast and to, to do the things uh, that God wants us to do. Uh, if we really want to suffocate our flesh, we got to get in the presence of God because the, the Bible says no flesh shall glory in his presence. And so the more that we get in the presence of God, the more our flesh is going to uh, break down and get weaker and weaker uh, because it does not want to be there. It wants to be out in the world where the moisture is. And uh, it's, it's, it's born in sin and shaping in iniquity. And so this is what our, uh, this thin barrier that is, is made up of. And it, it wants to be out there. 
Uh, and so our, our flesh will say, well, you fasted enough. So now let's eat. Or, but the spirit will say, what about, what if you fast another meal? What if you fast another day? Our flesh says, uh, we've done enough. Let's go and uh, kill some hours on social media and feed your flesh. And, and entertain yourselves instead of uh, reading the word or doing, doing things that are build up our spirit. Uh, our flesh will, will say those things. And uh, the greatest battle of them all is, is, is between flesh and spirit is prayer. Because when you start to pray, your, your flesh starts to cringe. You're, you're, because you're starting to prime up that well inside, and uh, the flesh does not want the spirit to, 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 to be released and to build that pressure up. And so your flesh starts to cringe, and it tries to keep you from praying. You know what the best time to talk to somebody at church is? During pr church prayer. Why is it that people talk during church prayer? I mean, we got a dedicated time to pray, right? But that, well, that's just not pray. Let's just talk with one another. There you go, flesh and spirit, right? The best time to talk to somebody is during prayer time when the lights are off. That's, our, that's the flesh rising up because why would we want to spend time in prayer? Why would we want to build up the pressure inside? No, we got to keep that, the flesh strong. And so that's what happens uh, uh, when uh, the flesh and spirit, they're working against each other. And so uh, the spirit is drawing us, but we got to make sure that we break through this thin little barrier called flesh and through our pride so that we can see and experience all that God wants us to have. Uh, and so once that happens, we're going to enter into a new world where we don't even know where what, what God is doing. Why? Because things are starting to flow. Uh, things are starting to move, and, and there's nothing that's holding them back. We've let go of everything. We've let our flesh die out and crack and break over. And we've thrown our alabaster box on the ground, and we basically said, God, let, you, let, let your will be done. God, have your way. And once we do that, then we can see what God wants us to do. You stand with me today. You see, we can, we can be so close. We can be so close to a breakthrough. As I said, those screen protectors, they're so thin. But yet they can be so strong. And until you get to the right conditions, the right spiritual condition, the right mental condition where we put on the mind of Christ and we put on the armor of God and uh, because we understand that this is, we don't war against the flesh, we're warring in the spirit. And so uh, this flesh has to die. This, this alabaster box has to be broken because there's something greater inside of us that God wants to release and God wants to, uh, the flow in us and through us so that uh, we can be that vessel that God wants us to be. The book of Isaiah 54 says, Sing, O barren, that thou hast not bare. Break forth into singing and cry aloud. And so if you think about it, God here is saying that there's, in his eyes, there's really not much of a barrier in between uh, what is happening here. Sing, thou barren, thus that thou bear, does not bear. And so... Why would somebody sing for joy if you are barren? And think about the pressure. Think about that barrier there. 
uh, uh, from not singing because I am barren, I'm barren and uh, uh, what is keeping me back from, from, from experiencing the joy that God has. Here, God's just saying that, that I see the barrier there, you're barren, but why don't you just sing anyways? Why don't you just break through that barrier, whatever's in front of you, whatever's holding you back, whatever you think is there. Uh, and so our flesh says, oh, no, I can't do it because I'm, I'm barren. But the spirit says, hey, why don't you just sing anyways? Why don't you just go ahead and push through, push through that barrier and see what God has in store for you. I'm here to tell you today that if you just push through whatever you're feeling, you're, you're, we're so close to a breakthrough, but it, sometimes it feels so strong to push against but the more that we push against it the more that we call upon the name of Jesus the more that we're praying we're building up that pressure on the inside and pretty soon this this flesh will not be able to contain what God is wanting to do in our life but your flesh speaks to you and says you don't really have much to offer. What do you got to do? What do you got to give God? And the flesh will say, well, you're just worthless ashes. But the Spirit says, I'll give you beauty for ashes. If you just break through that thought, break through that mindset, break through what is holding you back. Uh, if you crucify your flesh, if, if you weaken your flesh through prayer and fasting in the Word of God, uh, it's gonna, something's going to happen in your life. There's going to be a breakthrough. There's going to be a breakout, and God will give you all the oil of joy for mourning. And so the rivers are going to start flowing again. It doesn't matter how long they've been backed up. I'm here to tell you, God wants to do a new work in somebody today. God wants to release the Spirit in your life. That the spirit, the anointing will break every yoke. And so it doesn't matter what that barrier is, no matter how thick or thin it is, I'm here to tell you that God wants to do a new work into somebody and get that river flowing again, get that joy coming out again, get that dancing happen again, receive, restore the peace that, the, that this world steals from you. Only that can be found in the presence of God, but only that's going to happen once we break through the barrier that's in front of us. Man, so I want to open up these altars today. For those, maybe you feel the pressure, but you don't know what it is. You feel that maybe you're so close, but there's just something there that is keeping you back. There's this little thin piece of glass, and uh, I'm so close, God, but I, I just can't seem to break through. Uh, I'm here to say that God wants to do a uh, new work in somebody. God wants to break through those things in your life. Amen. Will you come and just lay them down and say, God, yeah, I'm going to give it all to you today. I'm going to bring my alabaster box. Bring my problem today. Come on, bring it. What is it that you need God to work in your life? What is the, the pain that you want to lay down here today, God? Will you come? Will you come and worship him today? Will you come and seek the face of God? What is it that you need from him today? Come on, the spirit of God is here. God, he's moving in our midst today. But let's not hold anything back. Let's not hold back and, and, and miss out on what God has in store. Let's not worry about what other people think. But God, I need to get a hold of you today. I need a breakthrough in my life, God.
Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, let's reach out for him today. Let's break ourselves today. Come on, let's worship him together. Hallelujah, Jesus. What is it that you need from him today? God is here to comfort you, to strengthen you, to help heal your broken heart. situation just how to live beyond ourselves the oil of joy begin to flow in your life we say hallelujah do. jesus hallelujah hallelujah to your name and bless your heart oh jesus we need you today
some praise hallelujah Jesus well Lord we're gonna loose ourselves God we're gonna let go God and let you have your way in our lives Jesus hallelujah give you the praise hallelujah hallelujah amen amen it's it's so much easier to hold on to things than it is to let go and the more that we let go and, and allow God to have his way the more that we get to see his will being done and the blessings and miracles, signs and wonders. Man, we just got to get it between our ears that uh, it's not about us. It's not about uh, our wants and desires. It was about God. Amen. Amen. Uh, today is uh, uh, a bittersweet day because uh, Sister Nicely, is she in here? Oh, okay. Uh, she is going to be moving away to the Tampa area different job, so we want to have her come down. We want to pray for her, um, uh, her and, and Jaden. They're going to be leaving us to a, another church. We found them a church up there, and so uh, it's a bittersweet day. We want to cover them in prayer today. If we can come and gather, if we can get some ladies to gather around there, um, let's pray for them. God's will continue to be done in their lives.
Amen, amen. Be sure to give her uh, your thoughts and prayers today as you're leaving. Amen. And uh, also, uh, we want to uh, we want to honor Sister Leslie today. Today is Worship Leader Sunday. I don't know if you knew that or not. It, it's like on every calendar out there, so I'm surprised you didn't know it was. So we want to honor you and give you, we got a, a card. Yeah. There's so many blessings.